0: Uh, We're on episode 39 and almost towards the end of the year. Woo, mama, we made it. Um, I wanted to do something really, um, I think, fitting since it is towards the end of the year and people are starting to think about... 2019 and what they want to do and how they want to get there. So, um, I had a really special guest that I wanted to talk to this evening. She does a lot of things. She's totally badass. Um, so we'll be talking about a lot of stuff tonight powerlifting and veganism and money and all kinds of good stuff. So I wanted to bring to you all friend of the podcast, Raina. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, I'm so excited you could join me tonight. So, um, you're welcome. What I'd like to do to start off is just give you the opportunity to talk to the peoples, tell them who you are and what you do, um, you know, you can share whatever if you want to share your Instagram handle, whatever you want to do.
1: So we'll start there. Thank you. Uh, well, my name is Raina. I um, met breathe through Instagram and she's an amazing person with her powerlifting and women empowerment. And um, on Instagram, I really focus on my powerlifting and veganism life um i'm a power lifter i i'm vegan i'm married outside of that i am a let me just get you to repeat
0: that part real sure. quick for uh the people that will be listening and all these random people that will try to top, t- pop in your dms now you said you
1: are married correct i am married okay good let's see. <laughs> <laughs> i am married married mm. married married legally right. happy, <laughs> and
0: happily hello
1: happily legally married <laughs> Um, And then outside of that, I'm a vice president for a major bank, which I always keep private Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. And I absolutely love helping people build their wealth, um, educating them on their credit and how to um, really close the gap on the racial differences between Mm -hmm. Africans or Latinos and their wealth. Okay. Um, sesame so is a it's a huge deal to me um, and I don't know if I kind of just sprinkled that in. I'm Puerto Rican hey. and i <laughs> but I always make it very clear that I'm a black woman mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that also just happens to be from an island called Puerto Rico so um
0: <laughs> and you know honestly, that's one of the things that I really love about you, like. I don't and maybe just very quickly for the people who for whatever reason like were born under a rock or don't understand this maybe you could just let them know sort of what is afro latina i know that you identify as such maybe you could just explain briefly what that actually means
1: so afro latino is really in my opinion making sure that you kind of bring together two aspects of a world that you live in, okay? Um, If you claim to be Afro-Latino, that means that you understand your race is, Mm -hmm. whatever you like to call it, but some variation of black, African, melanated, indigenous, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Um, Okay. Indigenous to me, meaning black, okay? Correct. And then when the Latina or Latino side is specifically about the culture and the ethnicity or the place that you were born, okay. Okay. So I'm an island-born child. My my mother's Puerto Rican. Mm. My family's you know from the islands, and we grew up drinking and eating Hispanic, Latino food and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. That is the Hispanic Latino side. You could be 100% Caucasian and still be Latino. Right. And then you could be all the way African and still have a culture, ethnicity of someone that's from the Caribbean islands like Cuba or Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico. Right. So I always try to make it very clear because I think that there is an issue amongst. Black people, when I say black, I mean all over the world, mm-hmm. where we try to separate ourselves from our brothers and sisters and act as if we're not, quote unquote, black by saying, well, no, 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 I'm not black, I'm Puerto Rican. Right. But and we all, all know,
0: black. R- repeat after me, boys and girls, race and ethnicity are not the same thing. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> cool. So now that we got that out of the way, um, so let's talk a little bit about powerlifting. How did you how did you find powerlifting or did it find you? Um,
1: I get that's a good way of asking that. Um, <laughs> powerlifting kind of accidentally happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I got very, very insecure with cardio. Okay, And I remember having trainers and everybody wanted me to do cardio or just things that did not involve weights. And I had this crazy desire to stop feeling so weak. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get strong. And I felt the best way to do that is to lift weights. Mm -hmm. And no trainer wanted to do that with me because they were so used to the cookie cutter way that a lot of us women are into losing weight. Do some cardio, do some jump jacks, do some squats, eat well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I finally got with a trainer who was willing to show me how to weight lift. One day he showed me how to deadlift. and they were amazing people. They really just made this deadlift seem like I was just the strongest woman mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. It was like a hundred pounds. But the point <laughs> is, they hyped me hooked. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I started really liking it. They told me to post on my Instagram to get motivation, and I started doing that. And then I happened to stumble upon Girls Who Powerlift, which is an Instagram mm-hmm. page that we're all very familiar with, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. shout out, shout out. Yeah, and that's how I found out that this deadlift thing is actually a sport. Right. I'm like, ooh, I could actually like be an athlete, and I started mm-hmm, learning mm-hmm. about it. And that's how I kind of fell
0: into it. Now, prior to powerlifting, were you did you have any sort of athletic inclinations as a kid? Did you play sports? Did you do anything like that, like sort of prior prior to getting into powerlifting? I mean
1: Kind of. <laughs> not really. I did track and cross mm-hmm. country. But mm-hmm. if you ask me what I did, I don't even remember. That's right. how much I kind of did it. I'm okay. really not a physical person. So getting into powerlifting was very out of character mm-hmm. um, for me. My family is still shocked that mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so serious about you know being successful in it.
0: Right, right, right. And how long have you been powerlifting or, or competing or both?
1: My first competition was April 2017. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm very new to it. I think the the issue, not issue, but the thing is that I accidentally got popular very fast. Mm-hmm.
0: So Uh, people
1: think I'm like some, like, oh, you're like, I'm like, no, I'm still new to this. I'm still (laughs) learning. So there's people who've been doing this for five, six, 10, Mm -hmm. 30 years, and I'm a baby in the game. So I have a lot more
0: to do. Right. As we all do. Um, So you (laughs) talked a little bit about your relationship with your body and your self-image, I guess, you know, maybe growing up or sort of before you got into powerlifting. Um, How has powerlifting impacted how you see yourself?
1: You know, that's a good point. First of all, powerlifting contributed to me losing forty pounds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. initially, my first body, I was very my small but curvy. Mm-hmm. So I was skinny with a big butt. I was one of those people that, from the front, you're like, oh, she's cute. From the right. back, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, where did that come from? That was right, me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um. Fast forward with birth control, getting married and mm-hmm. being in love and mm-hmm. eating like a crazy person. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I ballooned to mm-hmm. 215, 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my self image when I first started working out, you know, I was very depressed and yeah. sad and. I just wasn't happy looking at myself, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people probably wouldn't believe that because I'm extremely confident at whatever time of life. But powerlifting really helped me to, one, lose weight. But once I lost weight and I realized that powerlifting is not about how you look, it helped me to focus more on my inner strength Mm -hmm. and being comfortable with whatever my body is supposed to be doing. Right. Sometimes I look at these girls on Instagram, and they Mm -hmm. have these crazy perfect bodies. Mm -hmm. I mean, the waist is like itty bitty, but is huge. Mm -hmm. Arms are sculpted, and powerlifters are not always going to look like that.
0: Oh Um, God! Say it again. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you know, it's not. It's not going to be like that. You know, we we that's why I call myself Fluffy Fit. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the ab yet, and right. I don't think I will. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. as a vegan, too, I eat a lot of carbs, so I can yeah. lift. Mm-hmm. And we don't work out for aesthetics. We're working out to, you know, lift as much weight as possible. Right, so right. So I have a love for my body, and I also mm-hmm. have an acceptance for my goals. My goal is to power lift. So I also understand that means I'm not going to look like some of these women. Right on Instagram. And, and, and how did you get I comfortable with that?
0: Like how that did you I said how what like was there a process that you went through to sort of get comfortable and kind of accepting of that fact? Because I think I find with a lot of um, you know, sort of newer power lifters and, and in particular, you know, women that are not built like what the face of power lifting and other sports have looked like, like CrossFit and all of these things. Yeah. Um, you know, tall, thin, white. I mean let's be you yeah. know one hundred. You know, and I think While social media has been fantastic in sort of raising the visibility of the sport, so more women know about it and want to try it, I think it's a double-edged sword because I think sometimes they look at it and just like you described, okay, well I don't have abs, I am not you know um, 130 pounds, you know with a 500 pound deadlift, this sport isn't for me. So how did you like kind of get around that, or was that ever like you know an issue for you?
1: That's a good question. I guess I I don't know how to answer that. I guess for me in particular, I still have my moments of mm-hmm. wanting to lose weight mm-hmm. and the reality is that you can lose weight while powerlifting.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: mm-hmm. have to kind of make a choice of what type of powerlifter you're trying to be. Right. And the time frame Mm -hmm. So my impatience for wanting to, you know, get closer to, you know, higher numbers, live more, get better stops me from losing weight. So Mm -hmm. it's a prioritization Mm -hmm. situation more than anything. Right. I mean, it's gonna be I could take a year at the same time. Right? I say it again. I
0: said it because it's it's pretty difficult. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's pretty hard to do both at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah, because you're gonna have to compensate somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. my choice to go vegan slowed mm-hmm. down my progress, but my mm-hmm. veganism was more important than powerlifting okay. for me. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll and next. now that veganism's happened, powerlifting. Is back to priority because vegans is there and it's not going anywhere right so right but I definitely you know I I can go back a year and my numbers are similar okay not the okay. same I mean right. obviously I've had progress but yeah I was a meat-eater when I first started as a right. vegan I had to I had to accept that I'm going to be slowing down my progress. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, and it's all about adjustment and, yeah. and all of that it's good stuff. So um, so as far as your powerlifting is concerned, how have you found that your interest and, in, you know, sort of um, in competing and being in the sport and, and, and progressing in the sport has been received by like sort of kind of the competing sides of your family, right? You know, I will say, and and I'm not sure about the Latino part, I just know sort of the black part, you know, we usually kind of give folks, you know, especially women, the side eye, you want to lift weights for what, you know, that kind of thing. So (laughs) how have you found like your family, your friends? I mean, obviously, I'm sure your husband's incredibly supportive, but just sort of outside of that, how have both sides of of your, you know, heritage kind of looked at you and and felt about what you're doing?
1: Well, my African side is all for it. They Uh make they make jokes, but in a funny way. Right, right. Like, back up. She might mess you up, right? <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> they, it. They love it. My father mm-hmm. is very athletic. My mother mm-hmm. was athletic. My father mm-hmm. is one of those um, 60-year-old men with like 10 abs. And wow. No well, body your mother abs. is
0: gorgeous. So, I mean, you got, you got the gene Thank pool, you. dude. You won the gene pool lottery, seriously. <laughs> Thank you.
1: My mother, though, she... Although she's very supportive, she gets very scared that my uterus will somehow fall out at some point. <laughs>
0: Why do I, they do that? I don't
1: know. <laughs> she's like, your uterus. You You're like, that's not rest. how any of this works. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's making it stronger. She's like, no, yep. it's not. <laughs> it's going to fall out. Like, in what World, the uterus is just full out. Right, lives. right. So, right. yeah. Um, support wise, my family's been very, they were more so shocked. Yeah. But once the shock wore off, mm-hmm. very supportive. My mother went to Florida to the world's um, championships. Oh, wow. Yeah. And thank I was actually happy. I got second place overall, but first place in deadlifts. Yeah. Which is, you know. For her, she was, she was never been to anything like that, but she was right. all in. Aww, um, that's my awesome. sister travels all the time. She goes, she's gone to different states with me as well mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. see the competition. So it's
0: mm-hmm. been fun. That's awesome. Now, so do you just
1: have one sister or do you have other siblings? So I have a lot of family. Ah. Um, <laughs> so I have two brothers, one mm-hmm. sister, and then I have my half-step families Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but the ones that i'm most close to i have a sister that you'll see often yeah i have another twins she looks like my twin she's not oh gosh i know it's just amazing (laughs) she's four years younger than me she's literally like a miniature version Mm -hmm, of me mm -hmm, and then i have mm -hmm. an older brother and a younger brother and another sister as well uh, but I have, you'll see a lot of people uh, that I tag and say this is my sister. They really are my family. Um, oh okay. But you the people you see most definitely are mm-hmm. my this the ones I grew up with. So Awesome.
0: And you are you're in
1: Illinois, is that I'm right? in Chicago, yeah. Chicago. Okay, cool.
0: Um, so in terms of like your training, what you're doing right now, like what is a typical, you know, let's say week of
1: training look like for you? Oh man. So right now my coach is Cece Holcomb, which
0: Ooh, I'm just a so legend. Happy I,
1: know. <laughs> I know. The goat. I know. Anyway, it makes me so happy and I love mm-hmm. her. But um, baby girl is no joke. So right. Mondays is typically squats. Mm-hmm. Um, that's typically where I'll be doing my mm-hmm. stiff leg deadlifts, my isolated leg press, mm-hmm. um, front squats, traditional squats, all that yeah. good stuff.
0: Let me stop you real quick because okay. you said something the other day on one of your posts that really like shocked me. And I, like when you said it, I was kind of like, oh, damn, you know what? You you said in response to someone that you don't like squatting. Oh, I hate it. And I was like, because I think someone was like, why don't we ever why don't we ever see you squatting? And you were like, because I don't like it. And I was like, you know what?
1: I don't ever see her squatting. Nope. And uh, you, yeah, no, I hate squats. Really? Hate why? Um, I you know what's so funny? 2016 when I first started getting into um, losing weight. Mm -hmm. All I ever posted was squat videos. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. I was a squatting queen. Right. Um, And for those that don't know, if you go to my page, I'm a very curvy girl. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and I'm okay with that. I completely love me. Um, Mm -hmm. But squats... Didn't make me feel as empowered as like deadlifting and bench mm-hmm. pressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel as amazing with it, so I stopped focusing on so much. Mm-hmm. So I had to transition myself back into squatting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as comfortable with squats. I don't like that people expect me to be a squat person because my butt's big. Oh, um, okay. I don't like. I mean, although my videos kind of always still show me, yeah. I don't like that connotation that comes with it. Even though it's part right. of powerlifting, um, yeah, yeah,
0: it's one. Because you thing train that... for all three lifts, right? I mean, you yeah. compete when you, when you do compete, you do all three lifts. Yes,
1: yeah. Okay. So I'm, I train squat, bench, and deadlift. So yeah, okay. No, you won't okay. see a lot of that. I mean, and that's the other thing. I, I know I need to transition out of that. I need to be a full rounded Mm powerlifter for my people, but. Yeah, I mean,
0: we all have our, you know, our fave and our not so fave. So it's, you know, that's fair. (laughs) That's funny though. But uh, if you're listening, Cece, she
1: does do her squats. She just doesn't show them.
0: (laughs) I just send her videos.
1: Yeah, I send her videos every time. So Monday's my leg day, Tuesday's Mm -hmm. cardio, Wednesday's a bench.
0: Mm -hmm. Thursday's
1: typically gonna be like cardio and shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then Friday's my favorite, deadlifts. And then Saturday's gonna be like another version of a a bench day.
0: Okay, so you do some accessories in there as well. Yeah, a lot of accessories. accessories. Okay.
1: So my my first coach was Richard Hawthorne, another amazing Mm -hmm. goat Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I absolutely love. Um, Shout out to him, he just did Mm -hmm. a 620 deadlift at 130 pounds. And wow. he's been doing this for thirty years, so wow. he's amazing. Amazing, uh, yeah. So he was my first coach, and we really just focused on deadlift, no accessories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. really helped me hone in on understanding the like the geography. Excuse me, the, right. the math and science yeah. behind deadlifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this definitely has a lot more accessories in my plan right
0: now. Yeah. Cool. So. um are you training for any meets or any upcoming meets or anything like that anytime soon?
1: Yeah. Um, oh. I'm thinking about doing a meet in February. Me and Cece were talking about okay. when's a good time for me to go back and um, to do another meet. My last mm-hmm. meet was in June and I kind mm-hmm. of had a, I had an injury on my wrist. I was oh, switching right. jobs. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. So I'm trying to get myself back consistent mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm see some changes in my numbers first okay
0: now are you do you compete with uh usapl or uspa or other organizations
1: so usapl is the one i'm trying to go into for february okay Okay. so that's the one i want to do i've Mm -hmm. done other small federations too that have been you know good starter ones like i said as a beginning powerlifter i think they were good for me to kind of right get my feet wet right but um, I'm ready for the big girl stuff
0: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) big dog um cool so you talked a little bit about um you know your transition to um a vegan diet and I I use the word diet I don't use it like diet but you know what I mean like yeah that's kind of what how you eat your lifestyle yeah um and and powerlifting so I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I you know one of the things again that I love about you is that you are very vocal about being a vegan but you're not an asshole about it yeah Um, and i think that's one of the things that you know uh, turns off a lot of people because it's this sort of a lot of people approach it from sort of this moral high ground as opposed to look this is the choice i made because it's the best choice for me you make the best choice for you so i think i think a lot of people you know i think you've opened a lot of minds because of your ability to sort of balance that out um what, you know, when did you transition to vegan and, and, and how did you do it? Was it sort of a one and done or was it kind of a gradual transition?
1: So November 2016, the okay. exact date is November 11th, 2016. Mm-hmm. I stopped eating beef. Okay. And pork. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. Again. i pork again, like pork. Right. You're like hello like water. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so my mom was like, What? <laughs> um but yeah. So I stopped eating beef and pork because I had friends and this is the reason why people that you surround yourself by is so important. Right. But I had friends that were going vegan mm-hmm. and it was a positive influence for me to learn about the negatives mm-hmm. of eating and consuming certain things right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, September, I think it was 22nd, 2017. That's when I went fully vegan. Okay. I did it on Instagram. I had a go vegan with Raina little hashtag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was only supposed to be for, I think, seven, no, 12 days. Mm-hmm. And once I got through day 12, I was like, like, eh. eh. <laughs> it wasn't right. that bad. Right. And right, right. um been vegan ever since. So
0: awesome. Well, um, I, I'm always like a gaga over the meals that you cook. So I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm I am definitely team carnivore, but like I love, you know, trying some of the recipes that you make and all just literally today I was like, I'm gonna go get me some jackfruit. That's so um cool. so you know, Thank man, you, you are you're out there changing lives, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so what were like what were some of the challenges? Um, with respect to transitioning to vegan and like kind of your training and powerlifting? I know you, you touched upon that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um. So I, I've always eaten very well. Um, mm-hmm. My mother literally never even gave us baby food. She made everything mm-hmm. from home, like, you know, with mm-hmm. a blender. So I've always been a big veggie eater anyway, but I've also right. loved meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I transitioned the best way I knew how which is to keep eating everything I had been eating and just like removing the meat. Start. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had all the arroz, all the frijoles, Ugh. the rice and beans was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is funny because I gained weight. being going vegan. Yeah. I, um, you know,
0: and I think a lot of people don't realize that that can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, which is always so funny to me because it's like people are like, "Oh, and you will lose weight," and I'm like, "Well, I don't yeah. know." Nope. Nope. <laughs> And that's weight. fine, but, you know, just have all of your, know, know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, people go vegan different ways. Yeah. I went vegan while still trying to be a power hmm mm-hmm. If I was just maybe in bodybuilding, I probably would have lost 25, 30 pounds. Right. I've right. seen people lose a lot of weight. Yeah. You know, they almost look a little sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, but, you know, they lost a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> I had all the breads, potatoes and rice right. and beans and everything. So oh. I was and I still eat like that, which is yeah. why I still am uh, I a thicker girl. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so the transition really wasn't hard. I'm very creative. So mm-hmm. but I I wanna make sure it's clear. It is hard for other people. Right. Um the more prepared you are, I mm-hmm. think the easier it can be. And I had mentally prepared myself for it for a, quite some time, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think that's what helped contribute to that. I also know how to cook, so right. I made sure I was very satisfied right. with my food. Right. Um. I when I think about like people like my husband who can't cook, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went vegan with me for four to five months and uh-huh. eventually transitioned out mm-hmm. because if I wasn't going to be cooking mm-hmm. or if I was gone, he right. didn't know what to do. Right. So, right. <laughs> um. He eventually kind of ventured back into the mm-hmm. meat eating world, but yeah, right, right. But if you are cooking, then he's eating vegan, right? <laughs> yeah, <'cause> he, <laughs> right. I mean, otherwise, he's just eating cereal, which is right, could right, Still right, be right. vegan because we he doesn't drink regular milk, right? We only have almond milk in the house anyway, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the other uh, thing. We I haven't had dairy, real dairy products in probably ten years, oh, so wow, that okay. that wasn't. A, an issue either yeah
0: yeah it wasn't like you were gonna be missing it anyway
1: yeah i was like oh god right no more milk and cheese yeah, that's been yeah. gone yeah so.
0: yeah so what have been some of the positive changes you've seen um since um sort of fully transitioning to vegan and that like you said that could be either just kind of with your body um you know uh,
1: your training anything around that you know and i people always I guess I get a mixed review for this. Not that mm-hmm. I care, but I do get a get mixed response. Body-wise, obviously I felt better. Um, I didn't get that energized feel that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, ooh, I'm just so much energy now. Right, no, right. Probably because of the types of vegan food I was eating. Yeah. Um, but what did happen is, one, I stopped getting as sick as much because I was mm. a sickly person. Mm-hmm. Um and then two, just on a spiritual standpoint, mm-hmm. my connection to myself and just to my surrounding and to mm-hmm. others was crazy. Wow. Um, I just felt very much connected to like my ancestors. I felt very good right. about just everything in regards to vibes and how I feel with people mm-hmm. and catching weird interactions and things like that. Um, And that only happened when I went vegan. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I thought it was very interesting that change Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Interesting.
0: So what do you, so I think, again, just kind of talking about like our community and, you know, always, you know, I'm always thinking about ways that, you know, we can encourage, you know, our community to be a little bit more focused and mindful about, you know, health and, 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 you know, eating in a way that's supporting them, et cetera. And I think, you know, one of the issues, at least to me, um, with veganism has been just like most things the face has been very white um and very elitist and you know i i'm i'm not the kind of person where you know, listen, if you are a single mom with four kids making minimum wage, I'm not going to sweat you for going to McDonald's to try to feed your family from the, val- you know, family dollar value menu. Yeah. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a way that maybe we can all be more mindful of, you know, putting better things into our body. Um, what advice do you have folks that are, you know, are especially our folks that are curious about trying to eat a vegan diet, but are concerned about things like cost? You know, I noticed one of the things, again, that kind of drew me to you is that, I noticed that you tend to use a lot of whole foods, um, you know, when you're cooking and you're making meals. And so, you know, it seems to me that you're using things that could be a little bit more readily available to, you know, someone, you know, in the hood or on a, you know, budget or whatever, as opposed to sometimes you see stuff that's like vegan, but it's like, got so many chemicals and so much crap in it because right. it's supposed to be something else. And it's like, uh, you know, super expensive and they only sell it at Whole Foods. And it's like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. So what what advice or <clears throat> what can you um, tell us about maybe sort of resources or things we can do if we're interested in even just incorporating more whole foods, healthy foods, quote unquote, vegan foods into our diets on a budget or, you know, in a place where, you know, Trader Joe's isn't necessarily readily available.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. I'd say most of the things that I purchase can be found at Jules. Mm-hmm. All this, all this okay. good stuff. Okay. Um, for example, like the meals I was telling about, my rice and beans world. We mm-hmm. get the Goya beans cans, which is like 49 mm-hmm. cents. Right. You rinse that thing out like a hundred mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and then you're good to go. Um, you get a bag of rice, which is Mm -hmm. like two bucks. Right. And then that's it. And then some vegetables, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say this. One, there's a lack of knowledge, like you said, that it's not as expensive as people think. Right. In the age of technology and Google and social media, where people have access to see that it's not as hard nor expensive as, as we once thought right so what's really holding people back from eating better and it's more of a mental thing that
0: mm-hmm. they don't
1: feel that they'll be satisfied that they're used to the foods that they're eating and right. they're not seeing um enough consequences to what they're doing fast enough. so right. i think that's really what holds people people back from eating better um because mm-hmm. it takes 20, 30 years for people to have a stroke and die from blood pressure. Right. Um, it takes a, it's a it's it's a continuous poisoning of your body right. that takes that type of time. And at that point, you're like, uh, they were old.
0: Well Yeah, now. It
1: might be too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um it's it's funny you asked that too, because I told you earlier where I was today, and mm-hmm. we were having conversations about the types of food people consume right. that impacts their health. Mm-hmm. But um, but back to what you were saying, um, really being vegan has not impacted my budget really at all. If anything, okay. I have probably saved money okay. um, going vegan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get a little crazy.
0: You right. know, like the
1: canned <laughs> jackfruit, the one can mm-hmm. is like $4. Right, so, right, right. Um, but i like to try new things and that's a that's a purposeful thing that i use every so often right Uh, but overall you can get a big old pack of portobello mushrooms for five bucks at jules and food could last a week so it's it's not about the spices
0: that you use and the seasoning absolutely things like that too. I think that's the other thing too. Like you mentioned that holds people back that they think it's tasteless or, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, you know, if you spice your other food, why wouldn't you spice this food too? It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, maybe if you have some, you know, resources or, you know, good books or places people can go to kind of start about, um, start finding out about veganism, we can, we can talk about it later and I can put it on the, in the show notes for people to maybe look up some things. Yeah. Um, that would be great. So the other reason that I really wanted to talk to you um, <laughs> was because I was thinking about, like I said, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year and people, you know how it goes, new new year, new me, blah, 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 blah. Um, and one of the things I really wanted to, um, I've been thinking about, and I, I really encourage other folks to think about, and I've noticed kind of an underlying current or theme with you and your post and, and your content is, you know... Um, financial literacy and, -hmm. and, 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 you know, accumulating wealth and, and figuring out how to put yourself in a different position financially. Um, why do you think that is so critically important? Obviously, not only for, you know, black folk, but particularly black women. Oh, man. Right? (laughs) Did I, did I open a can of worms?
1: (laughs) You don't understand how passionate I am about this. I hope I don't veer off. So you just bring me back. No, no. Listen,
0: listen. This is this is your thing. You talk. You girl, preach it. Drop some jewels, man.
1: So, when it comes, I'm gonna. I don't know. Are most of your people in America? United States. Um, I think so. Yeah, I haven't done
0: any specific, um, you know, statistics, but I think they tend to be more so
1: here. Okay. And honestly, it's everywhere, but I'm Mm -hmm. just thinking about the US specifically. Um, As a whole, Africans, which I I call black people Africans, Mm -hmm. but Africans in America are basically still trying to dig themselves out of a hole that someone else put us in. Yep. While the someone else's are on ground. Walking mm-hmm. still, you know, doing mm-hmm. well. Um, yep. So you, you're you born in the deficit, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not just financially, but even mentally when yep. it comes to your finances. Mm-hmm. And um, you have, for example, um, you have our white counterparts that are born with money and accounts already there. Oh, yeah. And as a whole, Africans are coming out. You know, they're leaving high school, trying to work to figure out how to go to college, right? Right. Um right. So there's a there's a big gap here, mm-hmm. right? Which some people decide, like some people feel that doesn't have anything to do with them, and some people acknowledge that that really does separate, you know, how you operate in this world. Mm-hmm. So, um. But in regards to my mindset on black women, it's the statistic that black women have a hundred dollars to their name mm-hmm. while the white counterpart has a thousand dollars to their name, and that kind of goes back to the deficit that we're born in mentally right. and actually, like actual financial deficit. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're also the highest consumers in the world everyone Mm -hmm. knows that i think that's like common knowledge at this point right highest consumers we have the lowest amount of money Mm -hmm. and we have the lowest amount of wealth and Mm -hmm. ownership yet we spend more money in america than any other race right Right.
0: um
1: that's a big issue yeah and and, you know it kind of depends on where you want me to go with my thoughts on that. Right. I mean, I know. I,
0: and that's the thing. I know, I know it's like like a huge can of worms, right? And I yeah. think for a lot of us, you know, that's part of it, too. It seems so overwhelming. Like you said, when you look at like generationally, you know, you know, my generation, I'm a, I'm a little older than you. You know, I, I'm probably... I mean, I am one generation removed. Like, you know, my parents didn't go to college. You know, yeah. two of my, I went to college. One of my siblings went to college. The other two did not. You know, my son is growing up in an environment where all of his friends, his parents' friends, all of them are professional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's still very recent to us. Um, so, you know, I'm always thinking about ways to not only chart a path for myself in the second half of my life. i um, yeah. getting closer to 50, Lord. Um, but also, <laughs> um, you know, also charting a path for him right so yeah. that when he is an adult and his kids come this is more of a you know it's not a curse of generational poverty it's a curse not a curse but it's generational wealth like hey absolutely we've already got all of these things you know set aside from you so i guess what i wanted to start with was you know what are some key steps that we can take now you know like i said it's december right and i always look at it like you know don't wait till January first. Like, what's one small thing I can do tomorrow, or what's one small thing I can do this week? So, what are some small, you know, maybe key steps we can take now to start putting ourselves in a better financial situation in, let's say,
1: 2019? Great. And It could be, you know, whatever, you know,
0: credit, uh, savings, whatever, whatever you want to
1: start with. So it depends on where you're at in in your life, but one thing that everyone should Constantly be reviewing and have especially at the end of the year is reviewing their their records and their transactions mm-hmm. to Establish or reestablish their budgets okay. So budgeting is huge and if you mm-hmm. don't budget you're kind of just doing exactly what I just said before which is throwing out money Not saving right. anything Okay. Right. Um, set a savings goal Where you're paying mm-hmm. yourself first so part of your budget your savings should be like a bill your savings Mm -hmm. should be like the mortgage where Mm -hmm. it's like i gotta Mm -hmm. pay this or they're gonna take my home and that's how your savings should be and that's the level of importance savings should be right um let me just stop you
0: real quick real quick question because i think again this is one of uh, doing i was doing a little research and i think and even for me i think this is one of the kind of you know sort of challenges um, barriers to entry if you will for a lot of folks I think a lot of times when people think about savings like they're thinking okay well I don't have $500 to put away every month right so Mm -hmm. I'm just I can't save and I I mean is it is it just me or is it even if you can put away five bucks a month or start with 10 or something like that like is that a possibility to just kind of get into that
1: habit of of having savings absolutely and okay and the other thing is this goes back to priority Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Most people can save. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's a priority thing. I've yeah. been helping people with their finances for quite some time. I mean, I mm-hmm. went from teller all the way to a VP. I've mm-hmm. seen it all. Mm-hmm. And most people say they can't save, say mm-hmm. they don't have it, and they do. They're mm-hmm. choosing to put their money someplace else. It's right. a, everything's a mental you know, change up. Right, you have right. to choose yourself mm-hmm. over BS. You right. know, so I had you'll have someone that says, "I don't have any money." You went to White Castle like five times. Today. Right, right. Like, right.
0: and girl, let's not talk about Starbucks. Okay, okay?
1: <laughs> like, so it's like you have to make a conscious decision to change the way that you operate. You got to right. be a beast for your finances, the way people are beasts for the gym or right. for music or right. for their friends or right. for traveling. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing to budget. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in your life, let's say your budget's fine, your savings is okay, your consistent there, starting to really make an impact in retirement as soon as possible is Mm -hmm. huge it's the end of the year make your last contributions if you can to an ira if you don't Mm -hmm. have an ira get one um real real quick what is an ira an ira is an investment retirement account okay so an investment retirement account you put it's almost like if people are familiar with 401ks but it's not through your employer typically okay Mm -hmm. So you go, you have an IRA account where you can contribute a certain amount of money per year Mm -hmm. that is invested for you Mm -hmm. and it can grow at a portfolio that you kind of work with someone else on. Right. Right. And it grows your money and it helps you to save Mm -hmm. and it helps you to be prepared when it's time for you to retire. You can retire. I mean, and I, I don't, hopefully I'm not stepping on anyone's toes when I say this, but I don't want my mother or for me to be one of those people that's trying to make ends meet at right. 65, 70. Right. You know, and older. Right. That's just not That's fair. real. Yep, that's real. Yeah, so at any age you can, whenever you can, I think retirement is a huge thing that stops people from having that conversation. Um, right. And if you're talking about generational wealth, Mm-hmm. you can't do anything for your son for your kids if they have to take care of you when right. you're not working anymore right
0: let me ask you your opinion on this real quick because this is something that I've kind of been um not struggling but I was just a little I guess I was a little bit more surprised to to hear this and just working with some um, you know financial planners and just kind of you know working our own personal finances mm-hmm. and and almost all of them have said to me, your priority does not need to be paying for your son's college education. Your priority needs to be funding your retirement. And I was pretty blown away by that. <laughs> um, do you like, do you like, how do you see that or like, where do you place that if you like, say you're talking to someone who's like you said, trying to figure out how to get in a better space financially and they have kids and you know, they're kind of looking
1: at it like an either or type of scenario? I mean, I guess it depends on who I'm talking to, and at what age. Right, right. The age factor matters very much. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me your age. But if you are, as you said, getting close to that age Mm -hmm. where retirement's within 20 years, right, unfortunately, you know, even though you're learning better now and maybe you've done something in the past, Mm -hmm. if it's not there for baby boy, you need to make sure your retirement right right and the but if you had a one-year-old I would Mm -hmm. tell you to focus on both at the same time right okay and if you had a 10 year old I would tell you to focus on your retirement and put a little bit of the side for your son yeah it's really the age matters more because your son again may or may not be able to take care of you right And your son has other ways of being successful with without college or with Mm -hmm. scholarships Mm -hmm. or with grants. Mm -hmm. There's other ways you can fund his education. Right, right. You can't fund your retirement with scholarships and grants.
0: Hello, girl. I'm going to need to put that on the T-shirt. I'm just
1: saying. (laughs) So he has other options. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you have to think about it like that. And of course, financial aid is a whole another yeah. One. yeah. but um your retirement uh, i i think i wrote this on my page the other day mm-hmm. um if you make 50 grand today and you plan on retiring at 60 as a woman you should be living to 85 hopefully mm-hmm. longer mm-hmm. right but that's 25 years that you need to multiply by 50k yep yep that's a lot that's of true. money it is. Yeah. And you're not going to get that unless you are aggressive and focusing on right. your retirement.
0: Right. Look, look, I've already told him, I was like, look, I'm not going to be homeless. So, <laughs> go to school, so let's and go. It's ahead okay. And it's okay. He A's. has time to figure it out. Get A's <laughs> yeah. in school. Look, Learn he's 14. A sport. You know, we, yeah, exactly. Put him in power. You want to play, go- play golf? You know, they
1: give golf scholarship Shit. Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: listen, we are all on the same page over here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and hopefully um, he understands, you know, yeah, I'm sure you know, he does. I,
0: yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it too. Like we have a lot more open conversations about finances than I ever did growing up with my family. Yeah. Um, and you know, we were pretty, uh, I'd say, you know, lower to middle class and, yeah. but you know, and I, I never felt a struggle or anything like that, but I also think in some ways that that was, um, uh, kind of a disadvantage because yeah. I didn't really know, like how to handle that whole scenario like knowing okay well shit you know we can't afford this what do i do now you know what i mean and so money just became like a very stressful type of situation for me right yeah um and i think you know the more that we can be open with our kids and explain to them how things work and no we're not getting that because we cannot afford that right now here's what we're going to do instead and involving them in that process i think it'll go a long way to helping them be much more you know, financially savvy as, as they get older as well.
1: You have to go back to that building an empire mindset that people yeah. talk about. Yeah. Um, people talk about building an empire and having kids and everybody right. working together to make sure everyone can live well. Right. That's that's the way of our people, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a purpose, everyone had a yep. job, everybody worked for the common good yeah. of the yep. family village, right? Yep. That collective uh, unit. Exactly. So your kids had a job. Right. <laughs> they had to do something. Yep. They don't just get to kick it. So, you know, that that's the mindset there. I mean, I was working at fifteen. Right. And happily I yep. couldn't wait. So yep. that was our family. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But you know, yep. it, it it kinda depends. Um, mm-hmm. one last tidbit, if we're not gonna do the retirement part, is the emergency mm-hmm. savings. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that up. Okay. Yep. Um Emergency savings is a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of different people that have their viewpoints of what is an emergency savings, mm-hmm. but at least having a thousand dollars to the mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. and I don't mean just a thousand dollars, like in an account that's linked to your checking that you can transfer out. I mean a thousand dollars cash hiding right. in your home mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. When your kids act crazy and you have to bail them out, type right, thing. or you randomly burst a tire at 2 a.m. right, and you need to take you can't take a thousand dollars out of an ATM, so right, you know, right. things like that. But yeah, really focusing on having a savings emergency fund goal, which is separate mm-hmm. from your regular savings.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and again, that's something that you can start with. Ten dollars or twenty dollars, or you yeah. know what? Let me not buy, you know, uh, what a pumpkin spice nasty ass lattes for a week. Yeah, and, that's not. For
1: you know, us you'd be <laughs> right.
0: You'd be surprised at how much, how quickly though, that can accumulate. Yeah. So
1: and yeah, take advantage of technology. Ahead. Take yeah. advantage of all these little apps out there that mm-hmm. round your nearest cent to the next dollar. You'll be mm-hmm. surprised how much money you have. Right. Um, take advantage of direct deposit. Oh, yes. You know, put on it in the saver. savings account that's on. Synchrony Bank is, I don't work for them, but I love what's them. it What's the name of it? Synchrony Bank. I okay, hope I don't we'll get, get in trouble for in this. We'll put that Synchrony in the notes. Synchrony Bank is <laughs> uh-huh. awesome. Mm-hmm. They have like the highest yield savings APR ever. Mm, it's an okay. online savings account, money market mm, okay. account. Mm-hmm. I set up direct deposit. I have two of them. I -hmm. have a direct deposit to that one for my own savings and one for my savings for my husband and I. Mm -hmm. And I have direct deposit every check that goes there. I don't Mm -hmm. look at it. I log on and I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe this. You know, you log Mm -hmm. on once a quarter, once a year and see how much money's in there that you forgot about because it's direct deposit.
0: Yep. That's how it works. Yeah. That's
1: how it works. Wow. And that's not my savings. I mean, it's right. savings, but it's my other savings is more accessible to me. Right. But right. that's something that's like, okay, it's there in case we, like, we. I went to Mexico for my husband's birthday. I used mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know. I'm definitely going to look into that. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, so, and I think also one of the things that's important to think about um, with respect to, Um, financial security, financial literacy, et cetera, especially for us, um, is alternative income streams. Um, And I know, you know, again, that's kind of a buzzword and what does it mean and all of that. So I was wondering if, you know, and I know that you probably have kind of your own thing going on as well outside of what you do professionally. So I wanted to know if you could talk to us a little bit about that and maybe talk a little bit about like how to, you know,
1: how do how do you get? How do you find that? Or how do you figure out how to make that work for you? I'm glad you asked that. I actually helped my mother with this. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom really wanted to make more money. Mm -hmm. Um, She just bought a home. She was all happy about it. But reality set in very quickly that bills are hard. Yes. Um, House
0: house poor. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So my mother was like, I think I'm going to work for Benny's. I was like, Mm -hmm. what? I don't know if Benny's is popular everywhere, but it's Mm -hmm. like a wine alcohol store. It's like a a nice version, like wholesale stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I just couldn't imagine my mother working for Benny's. (laughs) I'm being honest. Like, my mom, she's gray haired and she's Uh like a little abuela. Like, girlfriends sit at home. (laughs) Sit down somewhere. Right. And I'm like, I- I'm going to have to pay her. I start- I started sending my mom money. Like, she's part of my direct deposit still. Right. <laughs> I got like, her on my payroll. <laughs> but um, I was talking with her about what we could do to help her get more money. And I said, Mom, you're always cooking for people. Mm-hmm. You-, you give people money, basically. You go right. buy food, you cook it, you give it to these people. And they just take, 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 take from you. Mom, I just paid a girl... 60 bucks to do meal prep for me last week Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's like you paid her 60 dollars yeah what did she what did she make you some stuff that you could have made me right right she's like well so you think i could do that mom i have sixty thousand people on my instagram at the Mm -hmm, time i'm mm -hmm. like if i post you on there they'll definitely go to your page and try to see what's up with you and then you'll get more attention and your food's actually good and you're Mm -hmm. smart you can Mm -hmm. we can make this work right so my mom's business started in june it's called Mm -hmm. around the world taste Mm -hmm. she brings in probably around five or six thousand dollars a month now just from that are you fucking kidding me no i'm serious oh my god and it's consistent
0: wow it's very
1: consistent Wow. And, it, and she has her own logo. She mm-hmm. works, she has a delivery service, or you can pick up. Mm-hmm. She um, is getting her website together. She has consistent clientele. If you repost her, you get a discount. She uses Instagram to get most mm-hmm. of her clients and mm-hmm. word of mouth. Mm. And wow. she could quit her real job right now. If she Mm -hmm. wanted to, she -hmm. just wants to get even more consistent and get through a year just in case, which is her own peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Find what you love and turn it into money. Mm. You know, I I love teaching people and helping people. I train people. I make money that way. I help Mm -hmm. people with their credit. I make money that way. Mm-hmm. I'm just cute on Instagram. I make money that way
0: <laughs> Look that, and listen, that's my next
1: question, sis. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you have to do everyone has something that they do. Well, I don't care if it's just right. consulting someone, teaching someone the job that you could do today, you know, doing that on the side as well.
0: Right, so. right, right. Um, so. Since you brought this up, and I've seen you know a lot again, a lot more talk about this, and I guess I just didn't realize you know, sort of quote unquote, the big business of it. Um, you know, using your social media for profit, I think there was a big hullabaloo. Um, there's a sister who has, um, I think a cosmetics
1: line, mm-hmm.
0: and I think the day after Thanksgiving, she made like a million dollars in 90 minutes. And yeah, I was, she like, was okay, a comedian, wait. she's great, yeah. I was like, OK, wait, what? So <laughs> I, I want to, you know, and I always kind of looked at that, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to be showing my titties online. Like, you know, right. but I mean, I think that the, it, I mean, it's clear to me that there is that there is definitely uh, the opportunity for lucrative income through social media. Yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that or like what your experience has been or again, kind of how one would get sort of started doing something or, you know, whatever you have to share?
1: Yeah. So two things. Um, there's like a lot of different ways people make money off of social media. Right. So one, I just wanna make sure it's clear, even though my Instagram page is popping, my Facebook was popping first. So mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I um, started a fitness business on Facebook first. Okay. And I had, I was making money that way, but mm-hmm. I just was marketing through Facebook. No one was okay. reaching out to me. To that And that was just business.
0: you working with direct clients? like whatever training them getting them plans things like that
1: no i'm talking about an online hey guys join my fitness challenge and they would pay to join it i would conduct it and then i would get paid from that and then give out prizes
0: oh wow! so these weren't people that i
1: physically had to see because that's the the part that changes things when you have to physically do it obviously it's harder yeah. Um, when you're making money in your sleep and you wake up to money just in your account, that's the fun stuff.
0: Oh, so. okay. Look, we're gonna have to talk offline. <laughs> yeah.
1: But honestly, um, and, and I know we were coming down on time, but I want to make sure I'm kind of explain that mm-hmm. you have to find out what is valuable about you that someone else would want to pay you for, which right. kind of goes back to your point of oh i don't want to show my titties on instagram right not that there's anything wrong with that that's just not my thing you shouldn't have to (laughs) right 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 it's it's a choice if that's what you want to do right great but for me for example i took advantage of the fact that i'm a thick afro latina that's happens to be lifting weights right that's i don't see a lot of those that's what i'm going to work right 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 i'm going to make it a big deal that i'm this thick afro Latina that also really works out no i'm not right. doing the cute little booty workouts right I'm not right 10 right,
0: right i'm gonna exactly. make sure
1: that i post myself in my dresses in my tight mm-hmm. little pants and mm-hmm. then me deadlifting 360 pounds let's go hello right so that was purposeful strategic mindset mm-hmm. to get people to reach out to me so for example you'll have companies that reach out to you that want to pay you for posting their things right Mm, they'll pay me to post their things i make it very clear i'm only posting what i actually like Mm -hmm. so if you pay me and then send me something that i don't like that's your loss right risk right because i actually love my followers for real Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna post. The flat Some tummy BS. Tea. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right. I'm not doing that. So, but you can make a lot of money that way. Also, you know, if you're actually dedicated to your skill, the fitness plans, the custom plans, really taking advantage of the followers that you have in a positive way, mm-hmm. you can make money that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, I think her name is Supercent, um, yeah. that girl, she made, a million dollars because of her followers exactly she didn't just start instagram and say here's my makeup business right she had a following that supported her believed Mm -hmm. in her and reposted her right and they marketed her for free yeah that's how she made a million dollars right that's how cardi b is famous today yep that's how yep. uh, your people have to believe in you and find value in what you're doing. Yeah. This podcast that you're doing, this is a big deal. <laughs> like, Aww. it's a big deal. Thank people could <laughs> Seriously, people might, people will listen to this and really get invested in being part of this and fall in love with you and follow your page and love to see your progress and root right. you on. And right. when one day you decide to sell a anything, they're mm-hmm. in because they believe mm-hmm. in you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yes, it's you're not bsing people. That's the other right. part. You exactly. know, yeah. Now you do have those people, and I'm not gonna say yes. She got those people yes. that get the little booty done and yep. sell butt plans. Yeah, and,
0: but I think authenticity you know, is so important, and huge. I think integrity is really important. Yes. I think just like you mentioned, you know, that's what. I think that's what people are buying, right? Yeah. Like I you know, I I have you know, I think sometimes someone might log onto your page and like sort of automatically make an assumption about who you are or what you do or whatever. You know, I'm sure <laughs> they've said it. I'm sure, you know, they popped in your DMs with or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, I think looking at you and you know, like I said what really drew me to you was like listening to what you were actually saying. I'm like Holy God, her body's amazing. But did you just hear what she said about, you know, making sure that you, you know, pay yourself first? Like, did anybody catch that? Like, yeah. those are the jewels. And I think those are the things that people, you know, resonate with people. And I, you know, I, I like that you, you know, cater to and, you know, you uplift women. I mean, I think sometimes you find these women in these pages that are just like, they're very much about the male gaze, which is fine. That's how they make their money. But they don't like, they they don't apply that equally to the women on their page too. So right. I really appreciate that you show them, you know, you
1: show women love as well, especially black women. So that's um, a big deal because yeah. we don't get enough love. Right. And last tidbit, because I'm glad you said that. I actually just wrote a post about Sisters of Powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And I saw a post. It was on I don't think I think it was Deadlift Till I'm Dead page. And they said tag your favorite one. female powerlifter. Tag the best female powerlifter. And uh-huh. my coach was not tagged enough. I couldn't that believe made no it. No kind of sense. I mean, I I'm not surprised. It. I'm Track not surprised. Full, Barbara, um Cece, Yeah. Uh, I'm like, "Where are they?" I was why like, are they Sam, not
0: here? Sam, I'm like Sam Calhoun actually. Sam oh, USAPL, she's but okay. I'm but like... you know, we are gonna ignore that and and you know whatever. But girl, that's a whole another episode. Man, um, <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's you know you know um, especially you know with chocolate bar and sisters of powerlifting. Shout out to Shereen. Yeah, like, I think that's the whole point in making sure that even if they don't love us and they don't see us, I want to make sure that we love us and we see us. Exactly. That's, that's my
1: point. You know, that's I, why my my coach is gonna look like me. That's yep. why the girls that I repost will look like me. Yep. Um you'll never and it's not no it's not a shade to anyone else. It's because no. it's it's I I need people that I know go through the same things that I go yeah. through yeah. and that I know don't yeah. get the recognition that they deserve.
0: Right. So. Right. And represent- representation is everything. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, there's a couple of young sisters that have kind of come on the scene that are amazing lifters, you know, and I'm like, man, you know, when I was a kid, if I had seen brown girls doing certain things, you know, where would I be now? You know, what what sort of trauma would I not have had to go through with respect to loving myself and my body and all those other things, right? So I think it's super, you know, important and amazing that we now have this vehicle that we can use to expose the younger generation to, you can just be strong, right? Yeah. You don't have to, you know, look like anybody else. You don't have to aspire to, to, you know, fit like a square peg into a round hole, you could Man. just be you and be strong as fuck and be fabulous. So, yeah. you know, and and I mean, you're a huge part of that revolution. So again, I, you know, I want to thank you for that. Um, I, I know we got to wrap up, but I do yeah. I always have this random question segment where, you know, it's just kind of some little fun stuff to get to know you a little better. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so the first one is what book has had the biggest influence on your life and why?
1: Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Oh. Dr. Joy DeGruy. I know I don't know if people care about this, but I'm not going to get into why it's so amazing, mm-hmm. but it's amazing and everyone should read it. Okay. I love okay. her. We will definitely yeah. put that in the notes. That's amazing.
0: Um, what's your favorite protein source? Beans. Ah. And rice. Any, per- together any particular red- kind or just black kind of like a, beans? Uh, of course.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't even know why. I black asked. beans Hello. and rice. <laughs> My God,
0: ah, I love it. Um, what's one thing people would be surprised to discover that you can't do or you can't do well?
1: Hmm. Oh, well, I don't think it's a surprise. I think I make it very like clear. I can't dance. Really? I'm, I'm a Black Puerto Rican. I can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I Girl, can't shut up. do shit. Like, my husband literally is like, okay, okay, stop, 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 (laughs) stop. I'm like, I'm not on beat. I have no rhythm. Raina. I can't do do it. Don't do that. I can't. I'm in my wedding. We planned to do the bachata (laughs) and we practiced for months. The day came and I just was like, fuck it, let's just nope. hold each other. <laughs> let's just hold each other. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm not about to embarrass myself. I can't oh, even hear where to be this. I don't that know. That is funny.
0: Oh, I forgot this earlier. Is your husband also Afro Latina?
1: No, he's Afro American. Afro, Afro, Afro. <laughs> look, I I love, look, I like, I love Afro Latinos, but I mm-hmm. fell in love with a Chicagoan. Hey. from Africa.
0: That's all right. That's all good. <laughs> Um, what taste or flavor most reminds you of your childhood?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't, oh, it'd be hard for you guys to know. Um, This is sauce called finadini sauce, so it's like mm-hmm. a soy sauce with peppers. Mm. Um, it's a Chamorro dish. It's Ooh, so good. Okay. Like, oh my God.
0: That sounds good. I'm i had my whole life. That. Ooh. Yeah.
1: What song or song title best describes you? <sighs> sorry i just thought about that. i don't know the first song that came to my head which i don't know any of the lyrics so i don't know if it's actually a good or a bad song but the miley cyrus i came in like a wrecking ball just popped in my head
0: <laughs> well the, hey and there it
1: is just that's that the first part. thing you thought of <laughs> i don't know what any of the other words are just we'll go with that i came in like a wrecking ball is me <laughs>
0: That is funny. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, upcoming meets. Are there any other projects or programs or things that you have coming up that you want to tell folks about?
1: You know, I I have a lot of things that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to mm-hmm. streamline and organize myself right now. Mm-hmm. I'm partnering up. Right now, I just partner up with Chef Fat, which is a huge company that's all about um, the fitness. And mm-hmm. it's a Black-owned company as well, which I'm really happy about that. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm trying to organize myself. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in the works, nothing that I would put out there as of yet though. Okay,
0: so stay tuned. Yeah,
1: stay <laughs> tuned.
0: Okay, so what advice would today's Reina give 15-year-old Reina and 21-year-old Reina? Huh. What would she
1: tell her? You know, I'm one of those weird people that I, I, don't, I wouldn't do that actually really every mistake I've made has really helped me so Mm -hmm. I don't I I'm I'm a firm believer in things happen the way they're supposed to so I've been asked questions about would you go back in time or would you go Mm -hmm. in you know further and like I wouldn't do anything I'm just I'm a firm believer in this is what it's supposed to be if Today's Raina, try to tell 21 or 15 year old Raina, I might get slapped, I don't know. Mm. So I would just leave it alone. Okay,
0: okay, and just let it unfold.
1: Yeah, let it happen.
0: I love it, I love it. Okay, so my last um, question for you is, what is your word for 2019? And what I mean by that is like, what is going to be your focus or your intention? Some people might call it a goal. So what's that one word? for 2019 for you.
1: Hmm. What is my one word? You know, the word that keeps popping up for me is growth. And mm-hmm. I know it kind of seems easy and but it's it's not. I mean, I've thought about my 2019 already mm-hmm. and there's things that I really want to do and I'm in a in a transition period of growing mm-hmm. like I just told you. A right. lot of things in the work, a lot of organization. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that helped me kind of keep going right and 2018 was a great year for me in a lot of mm-hmm. different ways mm-hmm. but i'm not done and i have a lot to do so i love it um yeah growth i guess would be okay. my my word
0: awesome i love that that's a perfect way to end so um before we get out of here where can the peoples find you online
1: so you can find me on instagram mm-hmm. at boricua seven so It's spelled Boricua, which means Puerto Rican, Reina, Mm -hmm. which means queen, seven, because that's my month I was born. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's easy to remember.
0: Okay, and we'll put it in the show notes too. Okay, anywhere else? Are you still on the Book of Faces or? You know, I
1: actually, it's funny you asked. I had so many Facebook profiles because I had so many people on there, Right. but my Facebook embodied so many different lives I've had right. as well. Right. I removed everything from my Facebook, started over. I have like 300 friends there. I've left okay. that life to my private life now. Okay, okay. So gotcha. Since my okay. Instagram's too many people on there now, I'm like I needed something a little bit more private.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so IG is the main place where yeah. folks can find you. Awesome. Well, this has been an Absolute pleasure, Raina. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I just there's so much more to you than meets the eye, which is what you know. I, I kind of could feel that about your energy Thanks, anyway. So I was just really excited to talk to you. Um, and I hope that you know. I always tell people once you're a guest, once you are no longer a guest, so you have an open <laughs> invitation to come back and talk about wealth and 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 you know wealth accumulation and black folk and finding yourself and all your favorite books and veganism and all that shit. Yeah. So I hope that you will come back. And- And grace us again with your presence in 2019. Thank you. You are very welcome. Um, So, yeah, thank you again, folks. Um, You know, holidays are coming up. Happy holidays. Take care of yourself. Drink your water. Um, You can find us on Instagram um, at Instagram, what is it, Instagram? Chocolate Bar Podcast at Instagram. You can find us on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, which is where the uh, actual podcast lives. We have a website, www.thechocolatebarpodcast.com, and you can find some merch, some blog articles, all of those good things. We have a Twitter page, Chalk Bar Podcast, and a Facebook page, which feeds off the Instagram So thank you again. I love all of you. Happy holidays. We have some great things coming up for you. I'm Bree signing out. See you at the bar.
1: Bye-bye.